Welcome to the Technory Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Katoon. We've got a special edition show here. We talk about Republic all the time. Obviously, if you listen to the live radio show, the Startup Showcase on Saturdays from 1 to 2 on WGN Radio AM 720, you are familiar with Republic.co. It is the equity crowdfunding partner that we have had since, well, since their inception, since we got into the space. And um, they've got a lot of investors, many of you included, uh, and a lot of companies that have raised, several companies recently raised as much as a million dollars, which is near uh, near the max or at the max. And the CEO, Ken, is uh, here in studio with me, which is fantastic because it's great to catch up with an old friend. But also he was here with the uh, with me on a panel for blockchain. So we've got a whole bunch of stuff to talk about, blockchain, tokens, crypto, obviously equity crowdfunding, Republican himself. So without further ado, I might as well just bring Ken right into the show. What's going on, my friend? Scott, great to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Wonderful to be back in Chicago, and what a beautiful city. Right? You were just talking about this. So the last time you were at Tribune Tower, which was cool because it's an iconic building and an iconic street. Not that Wacker's not, um, but our office and studio now is just ridiculous. And so this whole like backdrop, we're, we've got Navy Pier in Lake Michigan in our background, um, which is... I mean, obviously different from New York. The speed and pace is different. We'll get into that a little bit on the actual like technology and, and startup and, and investing world. But it is, um, I think it's a, a beautiful backdrop. And I guess welcome to Chicago. Welcome back to Chicago. And it's just a great ecosystem. I think a lot of people who are new to, to Chicago, I mean myself, whenever I land, I'm like, why don't I come here more often? Seeing you and you know, visiting <laughs> Tignore in the ecosystem. Guy. But uh, yeah, it's uh, an incredible ecosystem, an economy, and a geographically scenic, the whole thing, the yeah. whole package. So I think, you know, obviously Chicago, we, we work hard to, to make sure to put it on the map as far as the technology and investing in startups, um, you know, it goes. But I, I do think the... There's a couple things I want to talk to you about because we'll obviously get into Republic and people, I think, if you listen to this podcast and the show, if you don't know what Republic is, then you're lying because you're not listening because like that we talk about all the time. Um, so obviously you can go into that whole thing, but I, I think the, the place to start here is just talking about the growth, not just Chicago, but like across from here to New York and across the, the country and even the world as you guys are sort of a global company in a lot of ways, um, the changes. When we got started in 2016, and we were we were working to bring this to Chicago and bring the equity crowdfunding component. You know, investing was I mean, the idea of a retail investor was just really not there at all. And now, fast forward to today, and I think you told me that you had as much money raised in a month as a whole year on the platform. You know, the first year, and it, it just the growth is huge. And I've got a couple of, of things from my end that I I think are contributors to it. But I would love to know from your end what you've seen and why you think things are going in the direction that they're going, which I think is really fast and it's north. And thank you for that. And I think if it's not hockey growth just yet, and I think we're at the very tip of that of that growth. Totally agree. And the the name of the game is just exposure and awareness. And thanks to you and you know WGN and the podcast and our some of our other media effort, more and more people know that they can invest early, invest privately. And I think that's the main, the main thing. When people realize that, hey, how we work and what's in the press lately about how valuation is $10 billion instead of $40 billion, yeah. if you could invest early at a $100 million valuation, which is still a, a, a huge a valuation, what difference does it make whether the IPO price uh, valuation is at $10 billion or Correct. $20 billion? That, that value of, of uh, investing early and if you can do that with small amount of money, uh, I think most much of the world still do not know that that's 
already existing. Uh, and as we grow and get the, the brand and the story out there, I think you're going to see that growth to, to go up even more. Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's the two factors that I've been sort of relying on. One of them just happened. It wasn't on Republic, but I'm sure you guys have had uh, a handful of these happen on your platform or, or that are, you know, maybe you know are coming, um, is to actually experience an acquisition. So I had the opportunity of investing in a uh, equity crowdfunding company. I invested, I believe it was 150 bucks and they, it was called Blendtopia. They just got acquired and I got a check for $500. <laughs> right. So like if you were to actually put that in, if I had put real money into it, right. it would have been huge. <laughs> right. And I think a lot of the founders uh, that are out there are, are not trying to raise $5 million. They're trying to raise enough money, two fifty, three fifty, five hundred thousand, a million right. to try to be able to prove that they belong and that there there's a real there's a here here and that's the role I think that equity crowdfunding plays for the founders but for the investors this is ginormous never before could you invest in early stage companies unless you were just so fortunate that your son or your daughter or your neighbor had a company idea early enough that they were like hey can I can you can you be a friend and family round person now everyone can get in. And even then, you would have to be an accredited investor yeah, or a millionaire, correct. right? Um, and to give you an example of $150, Scott, if all the money that you have is $150, deploy it $15 into 10 companies yeah. uh, rather than, than uh, all in one. But yes, absolutely. Like one company that just closed a million on our platform, the valuation cap is $8 million. It's very, very early on. It's a real estate online platform yep. called Simple Showing. And if you would, if assuming that this model works out really well and later on gets acquired, uh, you know, for, for seven or eight uh, figures, yep. the, the upside is best yeah for sure and I, and I think th there's so like there's two things about this that I I want to get into because I think it's it's the most valuable for the people listening and that is um, the impact of crypto on investing on uh, retail investing and on investing online and then the importance of the significance that I think investing on Republic plays to those who also invest in like in, in the major markets mm. because I think the first thing is and I'd love your feedback on this. I know you guys are involved on the crypto side and in tokens and things as well. But I don't think that the, and, and to your point, we're not at that hockey stick uh, J curve yet. But we are at that like ripple that happens right before it bounces off the springboard and goes through hockey stick. I don't think we're there if we didn't have 2017 and the little crypto craze. Because I think what it did is it, it desensitized people to the idea of investing digitally and investing in ideas and just big ideas. Right. And for better or for worse, you can, we can go all day on like why we think it was a good thing or a bad thing. The reality is, and I, I know this just from being like laying on the pulse of Republic, having the people call into my show in 2017 when we started it, uh, in 16 when you guys would come, to, come to, from New York to Chicago to see the events live, the questions were always... I don't, I'm trying to think of like the right word for this. I don't want to say stupid, but they were stupid. The questions, <laughs> they, they had nothing to do with the company. Right. They had to do with like, well, wait a minute. What happens if this company exits? How much money do I get? Like, right. how, who tracks it? Like, it was all this stupid shit where you're like, eh, that's not the point. Like, you right. should pay attention to the term sheet and the company. And like, don't right. we got the rest. Because of crypto, all these people became completely okay with putting money online and investing in an idea, in, an, in, in, a, in, a, in a note. And I think that if we didn't have that, I don't think that we're having this conversation right now where we're looking at three companies in the last three months that have done a million dollars raised on your on, on your platform. Uh, five in the last five, five. months. See, look, I, don't, I only cut it off at three, <laughs> Ken. Jeez. I, I agree 
completely. And I got to admit that in late 2017, I thought that uh, the crypto, the ICO craze, uh, and it's not just a craze, but, but awareness, would usher in this whole new wave of adoption. And it ended up being slower. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the market cooled substantially on the crypto space healthily so but absolutely scott i agree entirely that uh, it it does uh just awareness exposure the notion that you can invest in invest not buying a product but something that would go up in value and do so online um it's done a lot i think that people would have whether it's crypto or crowdfunding i think people would have looked at it as and I don't want people to think it's not a risk because you are investing real money, and so you should. Now, here's our little note: is a you are a lawyer, so I'll do it for you. If you're if you don't have this money to lose, you shouldn't invest it on platforms like this. But the amount of learning and fun that a person can have doing this, and I know this because I do this all the time, is immense. But I don't think people would have even tried it or even taken a, a, a like a, a, a gamble doing it if they didn't see so many people talking about whether they were winning or losing. They were talking about what they were doing, and that makes you – it's the FOMO effect. You're, like, sitting at the office, and you want to be able to be like, yeah, I invested in, like, nine startups. You're like, what? How'd you do that? I want a Republican. Well, are you rich? No. I had, like, $10,000 that I wanted to, like, deploy. Right. So I put 1000 bucks across 10 companies, and, you know, it's super fun. I think that that whole thing was sort of started by the conversation at the water cooler about crypto. But the impact – Obviously, there's financial impact for the startups, there's financial impact for you and the platform, but where I think the real impact hits the people, and I know based on your mission that you're going you're gonna to jump on this, the learning, the familiarity and the sophistication that Republic and, and other crowdfunding platforms, equity crowdfunding platforms provide retail investors with, I think is the most untalked about thing in the world because, I mean, I'm in this space. And I learn new stuff every day when I go on your platform. And it's like, what are the companies that are trending on Republic? Those are probably innovations that companies that I buy and trade in on the on the you know stock exchange are probably going to be investing in. And so maybe I invest in a couple of companies on Republic long term, but more than likely, it leads me to make investments on the publicly traded company side because I know what is hot. And that helps me make investments at the, you know, quote unquote, real stage. This one stat that a lot of people aren't aware of, which is in the year 2035, 15 years from now, 75% of Fortune 500 companies then have yet to exist today, meaning yeah. uh, the new ideas, the new innovations that come out of people's garages, some of them will grow to be the vast majority of Fortune 500 companies down the road. Uh, to your point, Scott, I really think that how people should look at risk and investing is that the less you know, the less you understand something, the smaller the check size you should invest. And if you really don't understand something and a lot of people are doing it, put in fun money that you yeah. can expect to lose completely. But at least my personal ethos is that if you're going to be part of a society of a time and things are moving and changing so drastically, and if you have a 
the opportunity to be a part of it, whether it's a dollar, whether it's five dollars, whether it's doing something to earn uh, a stake in it, you gotta, so that later on, if that technology matures into something that's life-changing, that you look back and say, you know what, I had the opportunity and I participated a little. Yeah. And if things that you get involved in that that end up not panning out, like you said, it's the learning, the, the education behind it. Uh, and, you know, whether it's 10 or $20, that's the value that you pay yeah. to be involved and to learn learn from that new new trend and new experience. I mean, we've talked about this a little bit on the live show, but, I mean, it's it's not official. It's, I mean, you guys obviously have Republic Labs and some other things that you guys are working on. Um, but I mean, we, we basically, my partner and I basically use Republic as like our farm system. I mean, for all intents and purposes, we look at all the companies that you guys have on your platform and run them on the show and, and have the, the founders pitch and get to meet them. And we invest tra like traditionally, like accredited investments in some of these companies and non-traditionally through retail. And I think one of the things that a lot of investors and, and retail and accredited out there that are not involved in this are missing is that you get to develop a personal relationship with a founder for like, it might be $10. Now, not every founder is going to answer every single phone call. Like they're not beholden to a thousand uh, $10 investors. But I, I believe from my conversations with a lot of these founders on the show, I would be shocked if you didn't put a couple hundred dollars in and wrote a personal email saying, I wrote, I, I invested a hundred dollars in you because I think this is fascinating. If they would not respond back to you. And now you're kind of part of the journey to your point. And that could be just because you're like my dad and you don't have shit to do, so you're just doing that, or because you want to make an investment down the road of $5 million. Like it's This is the, the biggest mistake that everyone kind of made was in the beginning of this, and I remember trying to fight this early on, was like calling it Kickstarter for stock. Like Every time I heard that, it pissed me off because it was like, you're missing the point. Like That's not what this is about. There's, there's so many real advantages for this i mean we take it so real that like so seriously that we invent like we use it as a vetting mechanism in our investments i mean it's it this is real thank you for that scott and the the piece that i also want to highlight is that as stakeholders customers of any business you deserve to share in that success as well. Yes. So, uh, you know, of it's your... marketing, yeah, by the way. Of your audience, your listener, I'm sure many of us, probably 90%, have used Uber yeah. in the past few years and probably have been using Facebook for a good decade or so. You know, the next Uber or Facebook, if you're an early user, if you're an early adopter, you basically help build the company. So when that entity, when that company goes public for a $50 billion in valuation, I firmly believe that the first thousand, the first 10,000 users and investors and stakeholders got to be able to share a little bit yeah. in that in that success. And I think it's an expectation that people should, should ask uh, that the next wave of businesses to consider to let let them in yeah i want you to actually answer that and, and say that so to all of the because i have this conversation with founders all across chicago and, and the midwest and they they will routinely say to me oh you know we, we already did our friends and family or we're a pre-seed or we're seed or a and i continue to tell them like that stage and honestly you could tell me i'm b and c for that matter does not matter it has nothing to do with this so if you could just talk to the founders on why exactly Republic equity crowdfunding in general is a smart option regardless of, of what stage you're at. 
in terms of marketing value, it's truly unprecedented. And the best example is that if you just buy a product, once it's done, you have so many options out there. If you're a $10 investor, whether in a restaurant or in the next Uber of the world, you have a vested interest in it, the, the, a loyalty that would turn you essentially a customer into a brand ambassador. Usually for a company of any stage, marketing expense is one of the largest items on your, on your budget. And it costs even that much more to convert customer into ambassadors. Yep. This way is a way that you can give people a, ski, a, a, a little tiny. Two for one and you exactly. still keep the money. Exactly. Like, and, and, and it's also a notion of fairness because VC, I'm just going to use Peter Thiel and Facebook, the first thousand adopters of Facebook at Harvard absolutely added more value than Peter Thiel who came in much later yeah. on. And they, they didn't benefit in any way. So I'm sure if Mark Zuckerberg can go back in time, and if it was legal at the time, yeah. to bring in 500 Harvard dormates, that he would have done so. And I think it's just, just for reparations from face mash alone. <laughs> <laughs> I think he would have. I think he would have done that just to get just to get back in the good graces. No, I, I totally agree. And I think the other part to 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 get in on here is from the investor standpoint. Um, I've had this conversation with a handful of investors, and, and I remember talking to you about this in 2016. When we decided to, you know, when we when I acquired Technori, the idea was we were going to do equity crowdfunding. And I met you, and I was like, there is no way that I'm going to come up against you guys. Like, I just could tell. I knew where you were going. In your we're head. doing it together. Well, exactly. yeah, we no, ended up exactly. doing that. But, like, right. in my mind, it was like, yeah. we're going to raise money here. And I knew that the appetite wasn't quite where it needed to be to be able to compete with someone like you. And so it was like, what can we do together to bring this in? And I remember meeting with a bunch of VCs, and this is 2016, and they gave me more shit than I wanted to take uh, because of equity crowdfunding. Like, oh, this is stupid, blah, 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 blah. And I remember literally looking at them and being like, you have no idea what's coming down the pike. And now fast forward, we're partners with all the VCs in town of this, right. and they're all like, hey, can you get my guys on right. Republic? Because it, it, is, it is so much more value than the investors. But I have one question for you on the investors themselves for an angel investor or it, whether they're accredited, I guess they have to be accredited to be an angel investor. But like, let's pretend that, that the accreditation part is not part of the conversation. If I'm an angel investor or a friend and family round person participant, how do you believe the terms differ for somebody who's trying to invest in an early stage company, not through equity crowdfunding versus investing $5,000 through Republic. How do you feel the terms may or may not differ ad advantageously for either side? Uh, so if I understand correctly, uh, you're asking how would the terms differ for a family member who were to invest directly in the company uh, and assuming that yeah, that person is so accredited Yeah, so I'll give you a investor. real example. Yep. So um, we've got a company that was just at the blockchain, mm -hmm. Voice of Blockchain we're at, and they came up to me today and asked if I could participate. And I'm going to ask you if in the very early stage, like they have no money, if I want to participate in a round with them as an accredited investor, or if I told them you should go on Republic and I'm going to spend the same amount of money, $10,000 on Republic instead, how do you feel 
the terms would line up or differ? Uh, the terms are completely dictated by the founders. Yep. And I think that investors who invest around the same time should have very similar, if not identical terms. Yep. Uh, the difference with a Republic campaign is that if you're a relatively inexperienced investor, because you now are investing side by side with Republic, yep. that when the company has new development, uh, when there are decisions that you need to make as an investor, you can turn to Republic and say, how are you guys looking at these issues? Issues and use us as a community, uh, a, a, you know, a resource uh, for you to mature along as an investor in that company. Uh, but the terms itself uh, themselves do not need to be to be different. So the reason I ask you this question this way is because I think one of the most we talked about how it's underutilized for companies. I think investors are grossly missing an opportunity here because I look at it like now and say like, okay, I'm an accredited investor. I don't really want to have the infrastructure. Like, I'm, I'm not writing hundred thousand. I'm not that rich. I'm like, maybe if I had a VC firm and it was like not just me as an individual, I would take a different approach here. But I'm just a guy, and I don't want to vet. I mean, obviously, I'm gonna vet. Like, I'm not stupid, but I don't want to have to do and pay for all the accounting reviews and the vetting process. I don't want to deal with legal. I don't want to deal with having to track these down. I don't want to deal with CARTA. I don't want any of this shit. I just want to get paid when they exit. That's even, all. even you know, if you make ten investment, if you do it directly, dealing with agreements, PDF copies of your shareholders oh, or your investor agreement, and saving that in a folder. In right exactly. There. There's twenty. <laughs> right. Like right. I know people. We did a, a convertible note for Technori, um, and I think or you, I was talking to the guy at Voice of Blockchain before you arrove, but. They, I think they invested sixty. Like it's not that I think I know they invested sixty five thousand dollars. It wasn't a, a large sum of money. They spent twelve grand on the legal and stuff for the deal. Twelve thousand dollars. Incredible. That's like that is their. It's like eighteen percent interest. Like, are <laughs> right. you kidding me? Like in sixty five thousand shit, we could have raised a million. We could have just right. gone on there and they could have put their money in directly and they would have they would have made out better. And and that's the thing yeah. I think people don't quite get. And so that's one side of the coin, Scott, which is the productization of these things. And I got to say, looking back like three years ago, we're like so grateful that we ended up meeting you and developing this partnership because on our end as well, a lot of people think that, hey, you're just going to go online and people would just know about and invest. And in reality, too, it's still we're human beings. Yeah. We're, uh, there's only so much that can be done completely online. And the fact that there's a channel that is through a radio podcast podcast events. People can so that, hear real people. Exactly. And that's what makes people invest into anything. No, very You can buy things, but if you're going to invest, you're investing in people. Yep. And you got to be able to, if not meet, then hear, then then engage and and, uh, and converse with, with the people behind that story that you back. So media um, and uh, is always going to be a key, key component for us to get this, this trend up and running. No, and I, I appreciate that, and I think that was the, the vision that we had. And I mean, I think when I acquired Technor, I was looking, I was like, we have the media piece. We don't have what I call engagement, the interactivity, which in your mind is obviously investing. Um, but it, to me, it very this sounds like a, a weird analogy, maybe, but it reminds me of the birth of fantasy football. Right. Like football, watching football is great. Watching startups, if you're into it, is cool. Tech is cool. Investing in it, betting on it makes me have skin in the game, makes me care Absolutely. more. And then there's like certain personas. And see, I think people already know 
for good and for bad, some CEOs of tech companies are a little different. And it's like it's it's an entertainment factor. Um, and soon I, enough, uh, you're gonna see uh, you know esport leagues uh, raising oh on Republic, God, yeah. uh, and hopefully one day uh, real movies. You know, let's say if you're a big fan of the Lord of the Rings franchise, and let's say there's another sequel to it, yep. uh, and you can invest $20 in it. So the most you're going to get out of it is probably $100, 5X. That's a really successful movie return. But the fact that you can invest early and feel like you're part of it, I think that's the next wave of business. Of Once all these esports teams are listed, you can just take my money. Because <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm all in on esports. I think it's going to be gi just ginormous. I don't like putting people in the projection moment, but I'm going to put you in that spot. Where do you see the long-term impact of not just equity crowdfunding? Because we, we, we talked about on the panel today a little bit too, but the, the reality is there's the equity crowdfunding, which then kind of gets bumped into back and forth a little bit on the crypto side and the coin and token. And ultimately that sort of rolls up underneath public markets. And, and really what is this about? It's about secondary markets and liquidity. It's about being able to invest um, and move my investments around the map. And I think blockchain does serve a, an interesting role there potentially, but like, where do you see, whether that's a good thing or like what you want to see or, or what you're worried about, what do you see over the next, let's say five years, just to keep it reasonable, as far as the, the, the change in how we invest and how we look at things? That's a uh, difficult question, and I'm wanting to be careful in, in giving my projection to make it not too overly optimistic. Yep. But I think we're moving faster than ever before. If it took about 25 years for recycling yeah. to <laughs> gain mainstream adoption, and it took about 10 years for free trade, organic, uh, you know, ethical spending yeah. or whatnot to gain mainstream adoption. With blockchain technology and with communications nowadays, I think it will probably only take another, you know, f three to five years for micro-investing early in a range of businesses yep. to be something that people think as you know as natural just and, and normal people just do that you walk into a restaurant and if you really really like it on the way out that you have the chance to invest a hundred bucks and when you come back you probably get some discount and bring your fans to your own restaurant so i do think that five years out you're gonna see this level of expectation and participation if that on if that happens you're going to have your face is going to be on the the financial mount rushmore <laughs> no no it will because because like the way that the, right behind the, yours scott <laughs> i'm just sitting here talking about it you're the one building it i i really do think like i think you're right but i also think that you're like we're right on this line where i i, I mean we talked about this a little bit before on the panel but i I actually think that the the securities delays and, and regulation has actually been a really good thing because what I liked about crypto is that it brought all the retail players out, which is great, and we want that. But what it also did is it brought all the retail players out. <laughs> and sometimes you don't want that because there's a lack of sophistication and some people are just ballsy and they'll throw their money at anything. And that is a dangerous place. And so in a lot of ways, to your point, it's so fast. We're moving so quickly that I'm I'm like – I want to like tap the brakes without losing the enthusiasm. Keep the momentum going, but the idiots like slow down. And I think you know right now most people still do not understand blockchain technology. No. And if that's the case, you probably either shouldn't invest or just invest like a little tiny bit just for fun. Yeah. But there are plenty of businesses that people do understand and do see. If you see a restaurant chain in Chicago and it's opening up a new location. 
maybe as the owner, the franchisee, have you ever thought about opening it up so that I, as a huge fan of this, of this you know, restaurant chain, can invest and then I can bring my friends and family? But if I do that, I want to, you know, get a little bit something out of it. I will never understand why, from, from the day that Republic launched to now, why every single membership model was not based on this. <laughs> right. Why? why what is the point of an annual subscription or a monthly subscription membership to whatever place you have when you could replace it with ownership? Maybe because we haven't uh, done good enough in, term, in, in terms of getting the well, message so out. Many, there's but so many know, angles, right? I mean, you couldn't it's cover amazing. them all. I still talk to VC, very, very well-known, you know, Silicon Valley VCs. Their principles are like, wow, we still thought that you got to be a millionaire to invest. Yeah. So what do you mean by you can do crowd investing? So it's still, uh, there's still a lot of work to do, uh, but hopefully we'll get there. Awesome. All right. I'm going to let you go. But of course, obviously, give everyone the spiel on how to register, what they need to do, where they're going to need to go. It takes about five seconds. You can go to republic.co.co, not .com. And just by signing up, you're going to have a little bit of skin in the game. Uh, you're going to find out what it means. But you're going to be able to earn something that later on, if and when we go IPO in like five, ten years, just by virtue of signing up on Republic, you're going to get a little bit of something And I back. appreciate, by the way, <laughs> the skin in the game that you provided us with on that because it's uh, super exciting. You haven't, we didn't even get into that because I, I, there's too much to go on that one. Um, but there are so many things going on at Republic that I think if you're not checking it out, if you're not investing, you're, you're honestly missing out. I don't mean that like just to plug you guys. I mean, literally, it's so much fun. And we appreciate the partnership that you guys have been to us. And so uh, for all of you out there listening, you can check out the show featuring Republic companies. It's every Saturday, 1 to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time on WGN Radio. You can do it on Alexa. I heard somewhere TuneIn just did a deal with Apple, so you can do it on Apple Radio now. Uh, so you can listen to the show and just literally call and ask questions. You can go to republic.co slash register. It's as simple as that. And obviously, uh, I appreciate all of the time uh, of yours today, Ken. It's been great to catch up with you. It's awesome to be on a panel with you at Voice of Blockchain. And I look forward to many, many, many more years of equity crowdfunding success with you make sure to uh, check out republic at join republic on twitter and instagram and linkedin everywhere facebook anywhere uh join republic republic.co boom that's a wrap